Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Peter Waltz. In today's special series, we are going to be looking at specific issues affecting businesses and organizations around the globe, particularly focused in on France today. One of the great things about being a part of the ELA is in addition to covering all the major news stories and other things that you find on all other media, we have lawyers all around the world that can help us with answering key questions about what employers need to do to help their companies through these difficult times. Joining us on today's program is Philippe Durand from Auguste Boussy in France. Philippe is a good friend to the ELA and also very involved in many of our webinars. Philippe, welcome to the program. How are you today? I'm fine, Peter. Good morning to you. I'm fine. Thank you. So let's cut to the chase and talk about what's going on in France. Give us kind of the on-the-ground general situation of what's happening in France at the moment. Well, the general situation, Peter, is very similar to what is going on in Italy and Spain, and the UK is getting close to that situation as well. That is to say that uh, we are in a kind of a total shutdown since uh, March 16 now, with a prohibition for everyone to leave home, except in very limited cases, like working, going to work, for example, if you can, uh, if you for food, to get uh, to buy food, of course, or if you need to visit uh, elderly people who need urgent assistance or uh, take care of kids if you're not taking care of your own kids at home. But basically, the general rule is that you should not, you must not leave home. And if you do so, you've got to fill in a piece of paper that you have to carry with you to justify the reason why you are leaving home. So this is a kind of unusual situation, unprecedented situation, uh, like uh, other countries. And I guess the UK is going to get close to that situation as well, by the way. That must make a big difference for, uh, for that economy. Like Italy, France and Italy are both very social groups. And, you know, every morning when we would visit, and I, I've had coffee with you in the square before, it's just an opportunity for people to get out and visit and see, but those squares have got to be empty by now. What's the economy look like in France? Well, it's true, Peter. If you would be in Paris right now, it would you, you would be surprised because you, you can see pictures on the web, by the way. Uh, large cities, small cities, everything is totally empty. So, yeah, of course, the economy is deeply affected. We've just got uh, recent statistics today, official statistics, saying that approximately 35% of uh, the French economy is down. 65% at the moment is going normally. And of course, the, the government is struggling a lot between two major concerns, if you will. One is sanitary situation, make sure that we can cope with uh, the virus as best as we can and, and uh, uh, stop its propagation, but at the same time, uh, try to avoid any major economic uh, carnage. So, as you can gather, many businesses are shut down. One airport out of the two we have in Paris, Orly, is closed as of today. Hotels, restaurants, schools, universities, bars, etc., all that stuff is closed. And all, only the vital businesses, only vital trades are uh, uh, still open, which means that at the end of the day, Peter, we've got two different parts of the economy. One which is dormant, people being home waiting. Some people being home, like me, uh, working from home because uh, home uh, working from home is strongly encouraged, of course. And the rest of the economy, which is trying to work as usual. Some people, of course, are a bit scared because very uh, special 
precautions, as you can imagine, must be taken in the in normal workplaces. But that's where that's where we are. Well, you know, I, I've got to imagine, and we're also now moving into the spring and the tourist season, which is a huge part of the economy in that in that part of the world. So, from a legal standpoint, businesses must really be struggling. So, what are some of the major impacts that you're seeing that are impacting employment law in France? Well, as you may know, uh, I'm sure you know, Peter, that uh, France is well known for a very employee-friendly uh, employment legislation, uh, and we've got to adapt to that. And uh, the government uh, sent clearly a message saying that employment law has to be more flexible to adapt itself to the, to the situation. For example, I was just talking to you a few seconds ago about uh, working from home. There are usually strict regulations. You've got to ask the employees permission, blah, blah, blah. Now that it's gone. That's epidemic. Luckily, we've got in the French Employment Code provision saying that in case of pandemic, uh, home office can be imposed. So that's, uh, that's sorted out. The general message being that all employees today in France who can work from home must be working from home. And I'll give you just a few other examples of this uh, flexibility and adaptation that is now required. For example, working hours are extended a lot, up to 60 uh, hours per week in uh, all vital business sectors of the economy. Rest hours per day and per week are reduced. Uh, sick leaves are extended. For example, uh, if you would have a kid, Peter, who could not go to school anymore, and if you were an employee, uh, well, in that case, you, you would be eligible to sick leave just because you have to stay home and take care of your kid. So these are examples where the government has uh, shown some kind of uh, flexibility adaptation apart from a huge amount of money which were put on the table. Similarly, I could also tell you about uh, uh, works council consultation, which is also made easier. It's still required, but which, which are made, e the process is made easier. For example, video conference is allowed uh, obviously for obvious reasons. And that's another example of uh, flexibility I was, uh, I was telling you about. So the holidays are coming up. And again, tourist season is happening. Typically, many, many people in, in France, Italy, across Europe, take the summer off. But yet, I know in other parts of the world, employers are forcing their employees or strongly suggesting that they use vacation time now during the shutdown to handle away of compensation. So what about the holidays? Can French employers force employees to go on vacation during this time? Well, that's a good question because a lot of clients ask that question uh, to us. Many employers uh, were willing to do that. There was a, some controversy recently, and uh, uh, you know how politics can be strong in this country, Peter. But uh, basically, ultimately, we got the answer last night, actually. Uh, French employers will not be able to force employees to take vacation except if a collective bargain agreement is executed at the company level and for a maximum of six days of holidays. Now, that will really depend on the type of uh, employment, uh, I should say rapport or relationship each company will have with its staff representative to be able to sign this kind of agreement. At the same time, there are other types of days off that result from uh, uh, working time schemes uh, based on, on an annual basis, and these would generate also days off. And th so those days off can be taken at the employer's request without the employee's consent. So you've got two different regimes for two different types, 
and 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 I think I think it's fair to raise the question because when this crisis is over, of course, our clients will be willing to have people get back to work. Uh, it's not only a matter of uh, finance and money now. It's also a matter of when we do get out of this, we want to have everyone working effectively and not being uh, on, on vacation, of course. Yeah, it's very challenging. Around the globe, we're seeing unemployment just skyrocket because firms are, organizations are laying off people left and right. But can employers notify for temporary layoffs in France? What's the policy around that? Well, the answer to that question is 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 no, Peter. Obviously, because uh, our general rules on redundancy or layoff uh, do not work very well with temporary layoff, i.e., a temporary reason for uh, letting people go. So that would not work. This is, of course, a very um, critical point because uh, the government wanted to put a ban on the possibility for companies, for our clients to dismiss people, to make people redundant. That ban does not exist today, but there's a strong social, political pressure not to dismiss anyone uh, at the moment. But to be honest with you, I've got clients who, who are still going to do this because they have obviously good reasons to do that. Now, this may end up with uh, litigation in court within 6, 12, 18 months, and uh, we'll fight that in court. But the general rule is that no temporary layoff. Uh, redundancies are still possible, but the government is uh, putting some control on that and trying to uh, stop companies from doing so. You know, I mean, people know, and you mentioned earlier in the podcast that, you know, France is known for its kind of pro-employee relationships and their policies are, are driven around some of those things. I know there's a kind of job retention mechanism you have in France. Can you explain that to our audience? Yeah, of course. Yeah. The, we call that activity partielle uh, in French. And that's a, a mechanism whereby the government has made the promise and all the final legislation is still expected. And of course, we, we follow that very carefully. But basically, person to that mechanism, the government is going to finance to subsidize 70% of the employee's remuneration uh, for people who cannot work anymore at all, or 70% of uh, the time that will be reduced because the mechanism works not only for people who cannot work at all or whose working time uh, must be reduced. This is pretty generous because there's a cap which is uh, around 4,700 euros. The employers, the company has have to apply online and the administration promised to, to reply very, very quickly. That's one way for the administration, for the government to tell people, to tell our clients, to tell businesses in France, don't lay off people, don't rush on dismissing people. We've got that scheme, which is going to be very generous. Uh, and that should enable companies not to stay approximately in a safe place from a financial point of view. Now, the truth, Peter, is that we don't really know exactly how generous this is going to be in practice because it is for the administration once uh, your claim is filed, your request is filed, it's for the administration to accept, uh, to say that you, you are eligible or not. So all this remains to be seen. A lot of money is put on the table. Uh, I heard today that uh, 1.2 million people, 1.2 million employees had already been declared through that scheme. I think that number is going to uh, grow again. But that's quite significant when you think of uh, the French working population being around uh, 
25, 30 million people, uh, that's, uh, that's the lot. It's a, it's a lot and it's certainly going to impact. And again, everybody asks the question, where's all this money coming from? You know, are we printing it? Are we printing <laughs> it? Because it, what goes around will come around. And again, all this assistance will come out, but is it going to be reflected later in higher taxes or other ways to recoup some of that, to restore some of the government coffers? That remains to be seen. And I know every government is thinking of the same thing. So all this movement, all the things that are going on there, that's got to cause some backlogs and things like litigation and other things. Fill us in on some of the other ways where the laws had to adapt to the situation and, and how things are changing over. Yeah, you're right. You're right. When the Macron, President Macron spoke for the first time, uh, everybody noticed that he said three times, he used three times the expression, we've got to put all the energy and all the money, whatever it takes. So uh, the whatever it takes seems to say, and, and the U.S. also confirmed that, by the way, when you hear about billions of uh, of dollars being used in the same way. But you're right. Delays in litigation is is one thing. Uh, for example, I would say 95% of all uh, statutory delays have been frozen by, by legislation. Uh, all those delays will start again one month once the crisis is over, once the shutdown is officially uh, lifted. And that's, of course, necessary because if there's no way we can plead any case today, we cannot represent our clients. It's just impossible. We can even not file a documentation. The Postal Service is pretty much uh, down. It was working pretty well two or three days ago, but now it's not uh, working that well. And similarly, you were referring to that, Peter, but similarly, we've got uh, the government, sorry, had to accept that uh, many taxes that were due could not be claimed now. So officially, now it's been put into legislation, all delays, all deadlines for payroll taxes, income tax, company tax, social security taxes, etc. All those taxes, delays and deadlines are postponed until further notice. So I would advise all of our clients that if you have the money, put it aside, of course, because at some point the administration is going to claim that back again. But for the time being, if you have treasury issues, that's a, that's a good piece of news, obviously. Lots going on. And again, it's, it, we're so grateful to have you on the ground and I hope you and your family are staying safe. It's always great to hear from you. Unfortunately, I think we're going to miss our coffee date at the square this summer when we normally come to visit in France, but we'll be having coffee virtually with you. How's that sound? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we can do that through, <laughs> through the web for sure. We, we, use the web, we all use the web a lot. So coffee will be uh, through the web, Peter, and I will be glad to see you again. Yeah. Wonderful. Thanks, Philippe. Best wishes and stay safe. If you'd like to connect with Philippe in France or any of our lawyers around the world, please search for them on the ELA website at ela.law. On the website, you can also receive invitations for our upcoming webinars, download white papers, get access to our on-demand content, and also access the ELA's exclusive employer handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Pete Waltz. Thanks for listening.